passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey everybody, welcome to Believe the 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, I'm here with our host, former legendary point guard Eric Snow, and my brother Tasia Dash. How are we all doing? Doing good, how are you? Good. Good, good. Um, I want to take a moment here before we start uh, talking the Sixers topics, uh, just to give um, uh, pay some homage to uh, Bill Russell, um, a giant on and off the basketball court. Um, and I wanted to ask you, uh, Eric, if um, if you had any moments with Eric, uh, with, uh, with with Bill, um, anything you want to say uh, about Bill Russell? Just you know, um, you know, got a chance to meet him. I have a poster in my house of um, different athletes. You know, that I felt you know, a part of paving the way in different sports and Bill Russell is a part of that. So um, very, very nice and genuine. Um, He was living in Seattle when I played in Seattle. Um, So I'm not sure if he was living there when he passed, but, you know, I know he was there and, and very nice. I mean, it was just, it's just one of those guys, you know, certain guys in this league and, and Bill Russell was one of them that no matter what your status is in this league, especially for guys like me, it's always guys like him that kind of stand above the rest. Um, and he was that for me, um, not only on the court, but off the court as well. That's awesome. One thing I was, I was watching CNN last night and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on. He said that, you know, all stories about Bill Russell, but he said like the one thing that stood out to him that he remembered from a, from a young buck was that, you know, Bill Russell was amongst that first uh, ever uh, Boston Celtic team that had started five African-American players. So like, and many things he did, that was one thing that kind of stood out uh, to him as a young buck. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he there's a lot of firsts that he did. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if you look at his career, and I, Coach Brown was the first one to kind of, kind of put me on and tell me a lot of the stuff that he accomplished before a lot of people even talked about it. Mm-hmm. Coach Brown was always telling me that, like, I didn't, you know, as far as college and winning national championships and 
playing, you know, being in the Olympics. Like I knew none of that. Um, I just knew Bill, you just heard of Bill Russell, the basketball player with the Celtics. Mm. Uh, but a lot of his other things that he accomplished, um, you know, I was told while I was in the NBA, like that's you know how interesting it is. And a lot of these guys are getting this information now when they're younger and have the opportunity to get that information. But you know, I was the first that I heard a lot of things, you know, unfortunately. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah was- you hear all the stuff about Boston even now about like, you know, their fans get crap about being, being like you know, racist fans in Boston. I mean, like, gosh, imagine it back then. Like, oh, my, it's, it's like you can't even, man, that's insane. Well, I don't think that was just Boston back then. No, it wasn't. But if it's still being called that now, I'm saying, imagine. I mean, it had, like, had to be worse then. Yeah. Take it back 50. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like turn off that notch. Yeah. All the way. yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of cool things. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this can, you know, look at Bill Russell up and learn more about him. Some of the stuff that Kareem was talking about last night and some of the stuff I've, I've read over the years and stuff. It's really cool. He was almost one of the first players to kind of um, first NBA players to kind of like, you know, advocate for civil rights. Um, it's such a, in a time where not that not many people were doing that kind of stuff, but he was, you know, using his platform for good. And now we're seeing that, you know, being taken across all sports now, but he was amongst one of the first to do that. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And like you say, Eric, he did a lot of firsts. So <laughs> really a heroic uh, career in life. Um, but okay, guys. So now going to the Sixers, uh, the transition to that. Uh, last, some stuff broke since our last show. Um, some, uh, some big news. Uh, we kind of talked about it, but it was never a, a formal investigation. But now we'll, we can actually get into it a little bit. But um, this past weekend, after some speculation, which we talked about, it was reported that the NBA is investigating that the 76ers for possible tampering and early contact regarding the team's offseason free agent signings of James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Daniel House, the Philadelphia Rockets. Um, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the league is investigating whether the Sixers and James Harden have already reached a handshake agreement on a more lucrative future contract, which is an insinuation that would be the only way Harden would have taken such a significant discount, which would be in violation of the league's collective bargaining agreement. Uh, so many Sixers fans pissed off about this, uh, saying that the league has a witch hunt against the team. Uh, many fans reposting or retweeting uh, Embiid's old tweet of they hate the process. So I'm going to ask you guys, two, two-parter here, what do you all think about this investigation? And do you think Adam Silver has it out for the 76ers? You can go ahead and go, Taser. Here we go first? Okay. I think, yeah, I think I may take a, <laughs> a different stance from you. Okay. Um I don't think okay. I don't know if you will. So I I don't think Silver hates the Sixers, but okay, the last five seven years, we've gotten a lot of we've gotten a lot of shit from them, right? The NBA, right? The pre, the process pretty much pretty much embraced tanking. Let's let's just be honest. We got a lot of negative attention from that. Um, but now you have a lot of hand. You have a bunch of teams doing that now, and it's like a cool thing to do, and people praise them online. We definitely weren't getting that before, but it's kind of like when you throw the personal foul, like the you know, the first guy, the first guy does the really bad penalty. You know, everyone dogs him on the media. Then when it becomes like a normal thing and he get praised for it. Um, I'd say they had it out. I'd say. I'd say they have a lot more out for us. If a, we weren't the, we were the only team getting investigated. We're not. The Knicks are also getting investigated too. So that kind of hurts the whole, we're being isolated, you know, and in that um, B last year, Bulls and heat both got investigated for it and heat lost a second rounder. Um I, if we lose a second rounder, I really I don't really care that much. Um, and I personally think probably lose a second rounder for the early contact with Tucker. I don't think 
I, I think the call Harden handshake, we'll say a footage of that. It's going to be so hard to like, not literally a handshake, but you know what I mean? I don't think they're going to be able to prove that, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I I don't really think they do. I think they're just trying to prove a point across the league and they kind of have to do it at this point. If, you know, and look, if you're, if you're a boss or you own something, I bet you the heat called and complained. You have to, you can't ignore that, especially the heat of the team that got penalized for it last year. So they have to look into it. They have to, right? So otherwise, then, then it's unfair. Then you have Riley and the heat going, well, that means you don't like us then because you went after us. And now I'm telling you, they did it. Look into it. So that's, that's my roundabout way. Eric, what are you, th- what are you thinking? Here's my first first take. <clears throat> the difference with Chicago and Miami, um, who lost a pick last year, is they both signed guys to bigger deals. Um, we got PJ and Daniel House. Um, great pickups for us. Not huge deals from compared to the other guys last season. So it's like a felony and a misdemeanor. No, no. What I'm saying is, it's not. It's not like um, I don't even think either guy had bird rights with their previous team. So I'm saying, yeah. Compared to last season, <clears throat> they couldn't have bird rights because they just signed one year deals. Mm-hmm. So. Compared to the guys in the previous year that from Miami and Chicago, those guys left teams where they could have made more money. Yeah. So I think when, when the guys are leaving and they could have made more money and you kind of wonder like, okay, well, what's going on here? And sometimes, yes, the other team lets them walk, but <clears throat> I believe there's more incentive to try to get ahead of the curve when you have a situation like that. Um, but in addition to that, I find it very, very curious in this media world where everyone wants to say every, be first to announce everything. Can't even watch the, the, the draft without telling us who, who's already getting picked before, yeah. the, before we actually see it. I hate so that. In, the, in this world of I got to be the first to announce something, the same people that are saying, telling us, PJ's going to come to the Sixers are now the same people telling us the Sixers are getting investigated. Yeah. You're rather ragging their fingers at us now. So, so I don't, I don't get that. Like I, I do not understand how these same people that put all this stuff out there about the Sixers doing it are now saying, well, the NBA is investigating. Well, how did you know information before? Mm. Who told you? Yeah. Yeah. You, you I, know what I'm saying? Like I just, I, that's the part that doesn't sit well with me. Maybe the agent to drum up more money for his client. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like they put they they somebody's putting all this out here, and then saying the NBA is investigating. Uh, well, you just never know where that's coming from. I, I yeah. just I just think you just never know where that's coming from. Obviously, it's coming from someone because it's coming. I'm from not going to say any. The, I'm, just, I'm not going to say any of the media's names, but I do know that some media's have connections. With the front office, some meetings have connection with players. Mm-hmm. I kind of know who does with each. I'm not going to name them, but I kind of know who does with each and where they get the information from. So um, I just find it very interesting that, um, that, that that always happens. But as far as James um, taking less, um, 
I don't know how you do that because James could have come to an agreement and then just didn't sign. That happens. You come to an agreement or you, you talk to them. They say, hey, here's the case. Um, you take less money, we can go sign these guys. Well, I mean, if that's the case, that does take time to figure it out. Well, how is this going to look for me if I'm taking less money? How is this going to look? Well, you still can go and increase your salary next year and everything's explained and lawyers and agents and everybody talk. That takes time. So to just blow it off and say it's just wing-wing deal, it could have happened, but I think it's, it's, it's highly likely that James, like he said, wants to win. So why can't that just be it? Yeah. Are they insinuating that it's taken so long because we were figuring out his next contract? Is that is that pretty much like more or less the claim? Like it took a little. No, I don't think. I don't think because I'm saying it takes long to figure that out. No, no, no. I know. You're I, I think like, that they're they're saying it the took a while. I think. I think. I think it's only because you have a guy that most guys in his league aren't aren't quote unquote giving back fifteen million. Or fourteen million. Yeah. They the just aren't don't doing, get criticized. They just aren't doing that. You know, you have you know a guy like Russell that opts in, and then all of a sudden people mad because he opts in. Yes, <laughs> the other guy, but the other like, guy takes that less. is his money. Everybody in the world would opt into that contract, and y'all get mad at him for opting in, calling him selfish. What? But you have someone else. It's his money, it. though. It's his money. It's his right. His option. Oh, it's of course. His money. No, no. So, so, so now I think that. Since a guy is opted out of money to take a good chunk away, it has to be, well, why would he do that? Yeah, it's got to be foul play. In their it own. has to be some kind of a reason. And, and, and I guess they're buying that when James say, I want to win, I want to sacrifice to win, they aren't buying that. So it has to be somewhere down the road. Well, they don't promise him a deal down the road. Mm. Um, that's so dangerous though, because it's like, yeah, I just, I mean, it's dangerous, but you know, I, I, I don't know how you can prove that, yeah, but I guess yeah. the logic of really, the logic is really about guys just don't give back 15 or, you know, 12 plus million dollars mm -hmm. and take one year deal, um, for less. But I've read so many articles this off season about like how, all the max contracts are going to players and, and their values uh, of the actual players themselves are farly exceeding what they're getting paid. It's going to ruin the league eventually because all these teams are giving incredible amounts of money because they're scared to lose out on a player. Well, I mean, I don't understand how people can say it's going to hurt the league because um, a lot of people really don't understand the NBA and the collective bargaining agreement. Um, the NBA's salaries and, and the, the collective bargaining, the, the amount is growing, right? Mm -hmm. but the number of players aren't growing. Just like it's a maximum, it's a minimum that teams have to pay. Mm. Yes. So, <laughs> so if, if the money is growing and you're not growing the amount of players, guess what? The players' salaries are going to grow. Mm. So like I've said before, they need to, like the two-way player, every team should have at least five two-way players. Yeah, I feel like the top end at each position you so should be able, more than that, though. You right? should be able to have you should at least at least be able to have that in the rosters, and you should have players that you know split the time like the, the way the two way player is set up. I think 
it may not be just like that, but I think they need to have more players like that. Um, but it's hard to do when not every team has a G League team. So that's hard to do because you can have an advantage mm-hmm. um, because with those other teams. But I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying if the, if the number of players don't increase, but the money increases, then the, the, the amount per year for per players are going to continue to grow. I mean, it's you look now, the, what's the, the mid-level exception is what, 10, 11? Yeah, I think it's million? 10. Yeah, it's around 10. Um, when we put that in, uh, I believe we put that in during the lockout. The first time was like ninety, was ninety nine. Um, if not nine, yeah, I think it was ninety nine. It was like two million dollars. Yeah, it's gone up. Yeah, because because so I'm just right. saying. So look at that right there. So a guy can sign a three year deal mid level and get thirty million dollars three years. So a guy could sure. only when I when I when we put it in. A guy could sign for six years, and I believe it was like six years, eighteen million. So if it's grown like that, but when I played with fifteen players on the roster, now it's fifteen players on the roster. Mm. So if that salary is going up, how now can you complain that it's going to ruin the league? It's not going to ruin the league. the The way the league is set up, the way the league is set up, and the way, especially in the NBA. Um, majority of these people that own these teams would love to pay LeBron, Steph, Giannis, all those top guys, whatever they want to pay. They would love to do that. They would pay them whatever they could or whatever they had to and then pay everybody else anything else. That's how it's always been in the NBA. They would love to be able to just do that. But the problem is you have guys who aren't on Steph and LeBron's level getting paid that, though. And that and that is hurting their team because they're paying Steph prices for Bradley Beal. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, that, I wouldn't say it's hurting the league. I'd say it's hurting certain teams because now, let's be honest, man, the Wizards. So, are, so is the Wizards not making money? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying the Wizards now are stuck in mediocrity because their best player, they're paying far beyond his – what he's you know worth as far as what the worth money is. what you can get. I'm saying worth isn't like when you compare him to who else is making that. Who else is making? Well, that's not because that that's not because um, you know he's not being compared to stuff because he makes the same amount of money. He makes the same amount of money because it's a cap. No, I, I agree. But so the, so the cap shouldn't be blamed for giving. Um, Bradley Bill less, the cap should be to blame for not being able to give Steph more. I yes, I agree with that too. But <laughs> so that's the issue. See, I understand what the like people from the media look at it and say, well, he shouldn't make the same as Steph. Then from the player standpoint, is Steph should be able to get more. Mm-hmm. Not Bradley Bill take less. You see what I'm saying? It's a little both, though. Now, little well, how is it a little both when he, he, there, are, there are rules and there's things that you have to do in order to make that kind of money? You have to be at a certain status. You have to make you have to be able to have a certain amount of years, certain status to fit a certain salary. And but then you, you have to be able to warn it. Just so it's before. not like they're just what I'm saying is it's not like they're giving it to them. Whatever it is, like just like the young players, the issue in the league used to be a guy, a rookie, get drafted and make $60 million and he ain't played a game. I, I didn't, yeah, I think that's that was an issue. Game. So now it's an issue where a rookie, after one year, after three playing three years, gets the same salary as a guy that's played 10 years. 
So they've put in the different things to fix that. It was no different than Derrick Rose on the rookie contract gets MVP, and now he, they put in the Derrick Rose rule because you're able to get more based on certain things that you accomplish. Accolades and whatnot. The Larry Bird rule, the Bird rule, because Larry Bird, it gave Boston an opportunity to keep their best player. That's why it's called the Larry Bird rule. That's yeah. how that Bird rule came in there. So all of those things are still in there that they're now allowing guys to make more money. So um, Ja and, and Zion got their contracts not there. From a salary standpoint, they're up there, but they're, 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 their maximum is still less than Steph Curry's maximum. Yes. But Bradley Beal, once you get up there in years, and you're close in years, once you get to seven or ten years, maximums are all the same. I, I agree. It's eligible, and you should take as much money as you as you can. But then if you're a team and you're like you're sitting around with your GM and all your guys, you're like, Bradley Beal's a 36, 37. I'm just saying example. I didn't, didn't deep dive this. Bradley Beal is a $36 million player. He wants $50 million. If we don't pay him that, he's gone. So, like, you, you have two choices. You let your guy leave and let someone else overpay him, overpay him, or you give him that money because he's just not going to stay for that. That I think that that's where the NFL has the franchise tag. You'd be like, we want you. Let's get a de- let's get a good deal going. We're going to tag you for one year. Let's figure out the contract over that year. But in the NBA, it's like you have a split. Like you have that second to be like, do you want this? No. Well, I'm going to leave you. Give me the extra $20 million. Uh, fine. Let's just do it. And then how many times do you see the next year? They're trying to trade that guy. Almost like clockwork. Like, oh, guess who's on the trade I mean, block? The I, guy I, we I, just I get, what you, I, I get what you're saying. and But the team still has an option. They, but they for do. every one guy that they feel like they have to pay, trust me, it's been many, many more that they screw. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't feel bad. So, <laughs> so I mean, like we all, like we always say, like they don't, they can say, well, I have to pay this guy. No, you don't. Be bold, trade them, don't pay them. We just seen the Phoenix Suns do it. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they just do it to Aiden? Yep. yep. So, so you, you, you did it then. So now all they did with Aiden was they pulled his value down for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and got a less year, less uh, uh, one less year of a deal. Let's bring it back to Harden. Harden does what most people don't do. It was like, all right, I, I want to be here. A, I want to make the team better. B, I don't need all of that money for this season. Let's figure out something. And then now he's getting criticized for that. The thing that people want, the thing that media wants players to do, actually think about team. Now it's being, oh, we need to investigate. So, so you look at both ends of the table. He took less. Russ. Opt in, Russ got criticized, James got criticized. No win. So which one should you do? <laughs> I know which one I probably would have did. Man, depends, I guess, how much you want that ring and how much you want that bling, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the difference is I believe that James feel that he has enough uh, chance to, to win a championship and, and Russ is in the Situation where every other day his name is coming up in trade. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you that's why you're gonna trade me or you're gonna move me. Then move everything. Well, maybe that's why the media is pissed because they're like, "Well, you have Philly on one hand saying we'll take care of you next year. Don't worry about it," and you have the Lakers being like, "Please opt out. Please opt out. Please opt out." So that, that, that's the difference, right? One, I mean, you ruined his name so much. Like he, he opt out, he wouldn't have got half. He wouldn't have got half of that. Mm-mm. 
man, I would be, man. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting one to see when he becomes a free agent, what's going to happen with who he, where he goes and how much he gets. Uh, that's a fascinating one, actually. It is. Oh, all I can say is um, he'll be quite all right. If he never plays a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for yeah. him. <laughs> so he's top 75. He's he's been a good deal. Got a great family. Yeah, he, he's going to be okay. Made good money. Great endorsements. He'll have he's, endorsements he's for doing terrific. He's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's say they, you know, they find out that we talked to PJ Tucker beforehand and everything, but they can't prove this deal, this handshake deal with Harden. But next year, he gets a pretty lucrative. I mean, can they open up? Can they open it up again and to investigate it if he gets the lucrative deal they thought he they 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 wink wink deal that that they're that they're insinuating yeah. he got? I don't I don't you know I don't know maybe Taser you know I don't I don't know I don't know if it's because you can only go up so much each year so I don't know what his increase can actually be I think that's different he's, he's gonna he's gonna opt out of next year so. I think there is a max. So, that's what I'm saying. So, he, so he opts out, and his, his max is going to be based on. Um, I don't think it's based on this year anymore. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's so is it based on what he makes this coming year, or is it based on the the actual maximum amount that he can get? You, you know what I'm saying, like. How most players, you can only jump up. So I don't know if it's jump up and if and if they jump up, say for instance, his maximum is 50 million. Are they able to jump up the whatever it is, a 14 or 16, 18 million difference? Are I they able to jump that? I like, saw people, I don't know. I saw people posting of what he could get starting next year. It is, I mean, it's high. It's it's it, it's it's not a percentage off of this. I think it's in like the 40s. I, I think it's back up there again. So it's whatever his maximum is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it goes back to whatever his previous, like whatever his max. Whatever his max is, and then he can increase off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, he's going to get paid. And over fist. Well, I mean, if he performed, then, yeah. I think it's going to come down to him performing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't perform, he's going he's gonna to opt into that player option if he doesn't get it. Yeah. Either way. So. Yeah, I hope so he plays. I hope he plays well and opts out and takes more money. I, I'm okay with that. If you, yeah, cool. And judging by those videos so far this offseason, look at him. He's looking pretty good. And I, I know we, we've been bit by that before. We we judge a guy based on his videos, and then that does not happen at all during the season. But you know, in that yeah, pickup game, he, he did a uh, a step back mid ranger. The Sam Cassell drills are working. Yeah. <laughs> did he just shoot a regular mid range? No, he was kind of a sidestep. Kind of fade, fade so mid range. So it wasn't no. a regular one. No, oh no, no, just like a cat. No, 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 no way. <laughs> he still did his little hop step. Yeah, I'm just asking. Just... Hey, it, it's something. We're, I'm, we're just, I'm right... just asking, so I know. You know, I'm just asking if I'm going <laughs> in the right direction at least. Baby steps. So, you know, step back from the mid range. <laughs> um, all right. So our next topic. Uh, it's been a guy, pretty popular guy on the show, and just in the Sixers offseason world and. Page's boy. Uh, but uh, last week, uh, Daryl Morey was taking questions on Instagram, and he responded to a fan who asked, quote, who is an, who is an under-the-radar sixer for the 2022-2023 season? His response was Matisse Thibel. He added Matisse Thibel's uh, Instagram account. So that begs the question, with the speculation this summer that we were trying to move Matisse Thibel. Does we? That, 
that the Sixers were shopping uh, Matisse Thibel. Um, Dallas they inquired about Dallas. We were talking deal with Dallas and Portland about him. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it begs the question, uh, do you think that means that Matisse will be on the Sixers this coming year? And do you all agree that Matisse is flying under the radar? We know what Tasia thinks on that one. Um, yeah, let Tasia go. Where did Tasia? <laughs> Two in a row. I feel honored. All right. Um, <laughs> I think it means he's not going anywhere right now. That's for sure. I think I think more or less, besides clearing up the uh, roster jam, I think this is pretty much the team we're going to go into the season with. Um, I also think it's really smart for Maury to play nice now after he, I mean, what did they say during the draft that like, you your phone you're, if you're a gm if your phone's not on or something you if your phone's on you've gotten multiple messages from maury about trading thibel so it's public that he was dying to get rid of him so um i think he's under the radar as in like he's like the eighth or ninth player that's named when you talk about sixer players uh with the additions we made but whether or not he's a starter he's one of our best defenders and should play around 20 25 minutes a night if his shot improves slightly then I mean, he'll have a great uh, – he'll be great for us and sign an extension or we'll be able to trade him for even more. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, we I'm know Tasia's an anti-thibal guy. Oh, I, I was playing the middle there. I was playing the middle. How I took that was based on maybe his expectations and how his expectations were at a certain level maybe the previous years and where his expectations are now, I think has dropped, especially since the whole, you know, Toronto, you know, debacle. I think his expectations have dropped that I think he could exceed those expectations that are there now. Um, Because everyone's looking at him as a reserve and maybe even deep reserve. Um, I think he can play out of that. Um, you know, from Tage's standpoint, all he needs to do is make a, a one through corner three a game, and I think he'll be okay. <laughs> um, you know, if he if, and I believe that he can do it, I, I believe that he can still um contribute on the team. I think the team has gotten better, and I think that'll help him. I think he can learn from you know some of the guys that, that came in absolutely, um, and, and be a better and more productive player, um, and more defined in his role. Um, I think, you know, it's you know, in the confidence. I think his confidence can grow. Um, it's something about being on the team. If the team is still winning, even if maybe you're not playing well, you're, you're able to get your confidence back a little faster. So I think the success that, the t- that, that I expect the team to have will help him um, in the long run. But I, I believe it's a guy that we will need um, to win some games. And the expectations definitely dropped. That helps him a lot, especially all the guys in here now. It's like, yeah. When I feel like when Ben didn't show up last year, it was like, all right, Dybul, you're our backup Ben defender. You have to stop the guy's best player every night. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have that anymore. You have, a, you have a few guys who can defend now. Melton can defend. Tucker can defend. House can defend. So he kind of blends in now, and it's not he's not the only last line of defense. And, and, and like I said, I think his role can be more defined. Um, you know, I don't think you have to see him defending – Three, two or three, three different positions. I think he can be more defined in his role, whatever that may be. Um, and I think I think that'll help him. You know, I believe he can defend and and try to you know Bruce Bowen it, try to yeah. defend and make a corner three. I think that's what he's 
his role is going to be. And I think that he's going to have it's with it being more defined and having the new players and having the players that we have, you know, coming back better. I, I think that it helps. Him. Yeah. Just give, give me 35% from three. Just give me 35%. Well, analytics says 33 is good. Well, he's not there either. So give me 33. I'll take 33. Right. Just saying. Yeah. I want a little more than the bare minimum. Uh, Man, three out of ten threes is the same as shooting fifty percent from two. So that's what they say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'll right. take, yeah, I'll take thirty-three. I'll take thirty-three too. Thirty-five is me aiming for the stars, and if we hit the roof, I'll be okay with that too. <laughs> well, if Thibault does that, then all, all talk we had—if he improves that shot—all talk we had this offseason from you know us on the show and there's the Sixers Twitter world um, becomes that solid. Sixers three. Twitter's world and Tejo on the show. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, if he improves that shot, he's getting paid, and we're gonna have a really tough decision to make with him if he if he improves that shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. he's coming up for an extension. So I'll go in people's pockets again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey man, we're gonna have the luxury tax of Golden State soon. Right, know, okay. right let, let Harris pay for that with his ten, twenty billion dollar inner inner city stadium. That's fine. <laughs> hey. Um would it be out of the realm for a, a GM to go on Instagram and say, I'm going to, I, 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 I look at him this year. He's going to be the under radar guy. And then you trade him. I mean, is that out of the realm? I mean, I mean, would you be surprised by that? If we traded him after him saying this? Um, every player in the league is one trade away from being you know, one, one deal away from being traded. It's probably about three or four guys that aren't. If you look at it differently, then you're looking at it wrong. Yeah. I mean, he was just texting everyone. Look at Gold, you look at Golden State, right? Mm. Four championships, very good team. Steph is probably the only guy that, that a deal wouldn't come, couldn't come for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, remember, especially with Maury, too. Maury was talking to Ben Simmons and behind closed doors was trying to trade him that entire year. And then this whole offseason, he's been apparently been trying to trade Thibel. Now he's just under the radar player. Yeah, I mean, you just – it's it's you look at Joker, Joel, Giannis, Luca. Like, I noticed you didn't mention LeBron. Well, LeBron's he's a he's short deal, so you know, LeBron's already he he controls his narrative, so that's mm-hmm. yeah. You know, most teams, that LeBron is scared of the team they're gonna trade him to. <laughs> I'm not gonna play. I'm retired. You know yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. He can put, put some different things out there. Where he, I think he can control his narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you don't trade LeBron James unless he wants to. Yeah, um, that's him, but, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's you just it's not many guys that are that are like that. Everything, every everyone else, yeah, you can be moved. Yeah, right deal comes across, and they can tell they can call you in the office and tell you this isn't going to happen. And shortly after that, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think a, a lot of Sixer fans are just thought that uh, with Morris saying that, that Matisse is going to stay and uh, he'll stay for them. There, there are, uh, you know, contrary to some beliefs, Tasia, there are a lot of Sixer fans who are big Thibel fans. I'm not anti-Thibel. So they don't want him to go. And this guy over here wanted to trade him for a bag of chips. Bag of chips, huh? I mean. <laughs> I was messing <laughs> You wanted to put him in any deal, though. You what kind of chips? What kind of chips are we talking See? about? Any deal. You put him in any deal. Talking about Pringles? <laughs> we talking about like Cantina Mexican chips? What are you talking about here? <laughs> it was a big difference, the chips. 
See, there you go. <laughs> you you were throwing in Thiable quite loosely a little bit. There's for, yeah for KCP for who yeah a, a bona fide starter not our, not our eighth man yeah you're right I was I I absolutely was saying man a lot, a lot of these fans did not I'm gonna, you know what when I have some free time I'm gonna dip back in some of these episodes and hear how anti Thiable I was I'm gonna get my best quotes about Thiable <laughs> I don't think it's as anti as I'm being made out to be I think it's in the middle. Mm, I don't know. After Eric and I kind of got on you, you kind of you know, you kind of went back a little bit. I mean, yeah. I think it, I think it really started in the playoffs. It yes. really, really got that's bad. What I was gonna say, yes. Um, Come on, that's, don't that's all... when, I think during the season he wasn't as bad. No, um, he, he, spoke had, a, he actually had a great second and, half. And, and, and then Harden. when when that second half and then that playoffs came, it was just like he he showed that he was a Philly fan. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My stride, like, I, that boy I, I, turned. That boy turned. Him, just, he turned on him so quick. No. Hey, man! <laughs> a lot of people could say he turned on us. Okay, so yeah, let's let's you know, like that goes both ways. I felt a little turned on or turned off. I don't know how you, how you want to put that, but um, I, I didn't want to give him away for nothing. But yeah, I mean, that was rough. It was rough. But I did read uh, that starting five with Thibault was the second highest net rating behind uh, Boston's five in the league for that second half of the season. Yeah. So very good starting five of those guys. Well, yeah, that didn't matter to you, though. So. <laughs> well, it would have mattered more if it was the playoff stats, but, you know, Thibel became playoffs a – Playoffs is different, so. Thibel got cloned. Sure that. I mean, um, he's not alone on our team. The last play- yeah, yep, yeah, that's true, too. So. Mm-hmm. He can't get all the blame, so he's not alone in that. In that, yeah. Well, we'll see where Tatum stands in Thibault when we go to play uh, Toronto in uh, November. And uh, Thibault's not playing that one. <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you mean? He's not, he's not gonna be in here. I, like, I know. I want to see if, if you go back to this, 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 this hanging. Oh, yeah. No, I'm gonna root for the guy who's not playing. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna be happy he's out. We'll I'll, see. I'll, we'll see. What, no, what I'm gonna see. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm not happy he's not gonna play in that game. <laughs> but at least now we have depth, though. At least now we have guys who can play instead of him. True. That's true. Well, well, not playing, not playing cork 25 minutes. Yeah, no, thank, thank goodness we have, we're not in that position anymore. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll discuss that when November comes and he's not playing at Toronto. All right. <laughs> uh, our, our next topic, something that was trending on Twitter this past week. It's a lot of Sixers fans are going back and forth on this. Everyone's comparing the 2018 to 2019 uh, Sixers squad with Butler, uh, Tobias, um, and the upcoming 2022-2023 team. There's, a, there's kind of the, you have two different camps. Some say, some are saying the potential of this team is better than that team. Uh, so just for people who don't remember that squad, uh, so 2018-2019 starters, you had Simmons, Redick, Butler, Tobias, and Embiid uh, with the top three bench guys. In the playoffs being J- James Ennis, Mike Scott, and Greg Monroe. Uh, with this team, we got uh, the potential uh, uh, starters would be Harden, Maxi, Tucker, Harris, and Embiid with the top three bench guys being uh, D'Anthony Melton, Matisse Thibel, and Daniel House. So, obviously, we haven't seen this team yet. This is all potential and you know, just us talking about it. But which Sixers team are you taking on paper? 2018. Ooh! Eric, all right. Wow. Now, is this because we knew what this team, what we saw from this team, and we don't, there's unknown about this squad coming up here? Um, at that time, it was, you know, you based on what they kind of did, it was three all-stars. 
um, three all-stars and a really good player and a really good role player that fits the need um, for that team. With James Ennis, Mike Scott, and Greg Monroe. Like, are you? What's the What's the three reserves now? Melton, Matisse, and House. And you're just saying that like that's way better than that. Yeah, I, I think the 2018 with these bench players probably would have won the championship. No, the 2018 would have won the championship because of the starters. Well, that because of them, but. Yes, that's why they wouldn't want to, not because of the no reserves. We're not looking at Golden State and be like, who are they six, seven, and eight man? Like they're, they winning because of the starters, man. <laughs> no, but Golden State has had good depth in the games that Clay Thompson struggled, they had other guys to step up. No one was stepping up. It was our starters or nothing. It was like zero. Like we had we had nothing. Like our plus minus when those guys left was like, and as soon as Embiid left, it was like gut done. Butler, Simmons, they had to all be on the floor all the time. I think you can mix and match some of our lineups now. You don't have to have Harden play 40 minutes a game. I, I don't think you have to have Maxi play that much either. I think you could you could stagger some lineups. You couldn't stagger those lineups. And Reddick was being attacked. He, that, that, that was a weak spot big time defensively. Who's our biggest weak spot now? Probably Harden, Maxi. Who we just lose to this year? Huh? Who we just lose to in the playoffs this year? Miami. Miami. Who are the best players? Butler and Bam. Butler, who no, who's their best player? Butler. Okay. Is he on that roster we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Come on, man. I mean, I, I agree. The starters are really close, I'd say. But just because I think I think I think it comes down to you all having um much more confidence in Maxi than me. Oh, as far as him, not him being good, but him leading the team, being part of a championship team. I think JJ was more defined in his role and able to help a team get to the championship than Maxi this year. I don't, he may not ever be a better player for his career than Maxi, but I think at that stage of his career and what he brought to the table, and what he was allowed to do, because I think it's going to be hard for Maxi to not perform, but how can he perform to a certain level with those other three guys? How, did, how can he do it? But if you're going player for player, MB 22 or MB 19, MB 22, right? He's better now than he was three yes. years ago. Harris and Harris. But, but I'm years. not looking at it from a, a standpoint of, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of who's better now, you know, the, the players, like you're looking at the, the rosters of that player and you got in mind who that player is. Oh, no, right saying, now, no, 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 no. I'm going you're saying who that player was then. I'm going that year versus this year. So 2019. So, so, so at the same time. Um, Harris is a wash. So how is he not better I don't. Is Harris better than he was in 2019? How's he not? Embiid's gotten two back-to-back uh, runner-up to MVP. I mean, he's. I think he's a better overall player than he was 2019. He might have been better. Defensive. He's still Joel Embiid, though, right? Okay, I'll say Wash, Wash, Wash. Reddick. <laughs> who's Reddick in a guard? Maxi. Maxi will go for 40 points on Reddick. 
I guess I guess Reddick would guard Tucker. Is that who he would guard? Probably. They probably try to hide him on Tucker. So you're saying we when we lost, we lost because of JJ Reddick defending? Well, it I didn't help. I think we lost because MB was sick that uh, that series. Yeah. Well, story of our playoff lives. Embiid's illnesses and injuries in the playoffs. Was this the year we lost to Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Did we Toronto lost. win it? We lost because of a fluke bounce is why we lost. And Toronto won it, right? Toronto won it. At home. In, Tor- in Toronto. Right? Against us, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they ended up winning the championship. Yes. So you're a tricky bounce, as you say, away from the team that won the championship. I'm not dogging to that team. I think that team was great. I love that team. I love the 2018-19 team. I really, I really do. But I want them to run it back because if you would have given them an offseason to build a bench around that team, I think we would have been unstoppable the next year. But, you know, I'll say again to the, what, the gaps that happened after that with the Josh Richardson trade and all kinds I, of I'm not, I'm not – I just don't understand how you, how you can you can say, you know, a team that – that team and then this team based on three all-star players – now you have two. I'm also going to be honest with you too, Eric. I'm very surprised. So uh, you went to the bench. Uh, yeah. And, and Reddick. That, that but that's also the bench that took them to the closest they've been in the second round. <laughs> yeah, I think our bench averaged like three minutes played per game. Like our, They did not. I mean, like we. That's fine in the playoffs. That's fine. Yeah. Greg Monroe. I mean, um. I, I got to be honest, too. Butler, I did not expect him to age the way he has. He didn't – lo- I've been a Butler fan for a long time since Chicago, right? He didn't look great with the Sixers that year. He looked a little a little run down, a little, like, tired. I didn't expect him – I think he's better now than he was on our team. And that's, like, three years later. That's crazy to think that. But I think he looks younger now than he did with us. He looked kind of like slow and like not just not as jumpy. He didn't have his legs. I don't know what it was that year, but um, he made big shots, right? He did make big shots. He did. Yeah. Well, hey, you got that ball and he made two shots. I wanted him to stay. So that means he was our go to player, right? Yeah. Again, Ben had a problem. I understand what you're saying. Ben had a problem with that. Ben Simmons wanted to be the guy then in the games with the ball in his hand. So he could shoot 60% from the three throws. You know, what are you going to do? I don't know about all that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, I don't get into these personal, because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in that locker room, so I'm not going to go by what how people feel and what people say. <clears throat> all I, think, I, I, think all Embiid, I think Embiid said that, actually. We got rid of Butler for you. Anyway. All, all, all I know is that team had the best opportunity, um, and they were sitting right there, and they lost on the uh, shot that bounced in on the road to the team that um, – you know, that won the championship. And the team we talking about um, just got beat by Miami. What did – And then you're talking about you adding the reserves and now it's makes them best, better than that team. Like, still the same team as last year. Well, yeah, t- I mean, Tucker might Tucker start – Tucker, Danny Green. Hmm? T- Tucker in for Danny Green, does that – I mean, does that bring it up a little bit? Swapping out, swapping out Danny Green for Tucker. I like it, but you're saying that does it the jump over that team? No, no. 
So you think you think that I'm team firm that, that 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 team was a better team? Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's a big gap. I just if you ask me who I would take, I would take that that team. I think starters they win, but I think overall personally, overall team, I think this team wins on paper. Team. Team. 13, 14, full roster. I think this team is more complete than that team was. I think the (laughs) (laughs) We ain't going into nothing talking about, man. Who's the reserves, man? Stop, man. We're not talking about I'm not talking about the the, the, the two way play. I'm talking about guys. When you judge these teams based on what you think, you ain't talking about who man who's a six, seven, eight man. Like that's That's what matters. That's important, right? That's important. That's important. But them you know, you get into them playoffs, like I said. Um Golden State won because of them starters, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean Golden State was Jordan and Jordan Poole. Golden State was very deep this year. They were a very deep team, though. Maybe the deepest team they've had with that group, to be Uh, honest. First first championship was the deepest team they had. Yeah. That was Jared Jack and Sean Livingston off the bench. Yeah, that's true. Jared was Jared Jack on that team? Uh, I don't know. Barbosa, like that was the team. Yeah, yeah, that was their depth. He was the I will say that between the two teams, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with this team going into the season collectively, but I will say there was in that starting lineup, you had Reddick that was kind of a whole, a liability on defense. And then Simmons kind of a liability on offense. Whereas this team right now, I don't, there's, there's not a whole lot of liabilities on either, either end of the um, on offense or defense with this starting five, not talking about the bench, but the starting it's five. It's not any what? There's not that many liabilities. I would say, Comparatively to the other team, where you have the liability on offense with Simmons and not being able to get more than eight. So, so you're saying James is a better defender than JJ Reddick? Is would, that what you're saying? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Y'all both say that. <laughs> you don't say that, huh? I'm asking the question. I think so. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather because because historically James has been labeled a liability on defense. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is, is that what people have said? Yeah, no, 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 no. Totally. He has been amongst the league leader in steals a good portion of the last five years, though. But, yeah. You guys can be steals and be the worst defender. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I think that <laughs> the propels him to go over Reddick. It's like a bad shooter can make a three. Does that make him a good shooter? <laughs> He's leading the league in threes? No, I'm just saying, if a bad right. shooter makes a three <laughs> – He's missed every other shot. He's still a bad shooter, but he'd make a three, though. That's that's like saying a guy gets steals, and he, so he plays defense. Come on now. Mm-hmm. He's just uh, all I'm saying is uh, we're, we're, we're getting on J.J. for being that kind of defender. They said the same thing about Seth. Um, yes. Yeah, they did. Um, defensively. Um, but people have said the same thing about James, but now y'all saying it's not there. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying James isn't a good. Def- I'm not saying James is a good defender by any means. I think he's a better defender. I think he's less of a liability than Reddick is, though. That's what I'm saying. You'll be guarding the same players. Yeah, and I would trust I would trust Harden on Butler more than I would trust Reddick on Butler, wouldn't you? Well, not necessarily, because I think really? his offense because his offense load is less. More structured guy can play more into the team system. I don't. He may not be a better individual um, defender, but I think uh, whatever the game plan, he may be able to execute the game plan better because of his less of a load on the offensive end. 
Yeah, factoring that, that makes it close. I just think switching to, I think Harden wouldn't get bullied as easily as Redick would be on the block or something. If you got mismatch on like a, a big three, I think I think Harden can maybe hold his own a little more. Not not all game, but I think he can maybe put it up a little more than Redick could. Um, but like I said, I I mean I pretty close to agreeing on the starters, but you don't agree on the whole bench thing. I, I mean, I'm not looking at it from, you know, I don't, I don't put as much emphasis on the bench as you do. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about going into the season, you got starters and you can figure it out. Like benches can be adjusted throughout the season. I'm just saying with this team right here, if you're giving me a choice, that's who I would pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, a big gap. I'm just saying that's who I would have picked. But I think a big reason why we lost this year against the Heat is because they were deep and we we had we weren't. I think bench was a big problem for this team last we, year. We lost against the Heat because they they played tougher and better. Yeah, that too. But they had tougher and better six, seven, eights. Their six, seven, eights were playing better than some of our starters were. If our deep. starters would have played well, right? Mm-hmm. You can eliminate some of that bench play. Because well, everybody's minutes go up in the playoffs. So if a guy's averaging 34 minutes, he go up to 38, 39 minutes in the playoffs. You're, you're, you're most of the guys on the bench that may average, you know, 14 to eight, 17 minutes. Now they average in 10 to 12 minutes. So come on, man. Except Duncan like, Robinson. Like, huh? Except Duncan Robinson. <laughs> now I'm just saying, like, yeah. So I, I just – starters got to win the game, man. Yeah. And, and like with the Raptors series, the MB was sick. You know, MB missed the first two games of, of the Heat series, too. So you give those you give those two to MB, you know, who knows what happens, you know, if he plays in those two games. If he, okay. if, he was, if he wasn't sick four years ago and if he didn't hurt his eye in, in this series, you know, who knows? Two championships right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, if we weren't injured, we would have beat the Lakers in 2001, too. Okay. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Even though they hadn't lost the game that year, but yeah, I got no, you. No, only lost. I got what you're saying. Only lost. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Game one was the championship. Yeah, I, I got what you're saying, but you know, I'm just saying, like you know, we can talk about all these what ifs, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I was mostly just joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, last quick topic of the night. Um, so it's hard to be a Sixers fan on social media and not see the, what former Sixers are saying, um, especially when you talk about Seth Curry and Ben Simmons, two guys who have been, you know, uh, big big stories in, in our team for the last few years. But um, uh, so Seth Curry uh, said uh, this past week about Ben Simmons um, that he does not need a jump shot. The quote, exact quote was, he's got to do what he does best, which is defend, rebound, push the ball, and make plays for other people and attack the rim. So he said he does not need a jump shot to be successful in the league. Uh, do you two agree with uh, Seth on on that, on the latest Ben Simmons uh, story? Ben Simmons was an all-star without a jump shot. He was the first round pick. He was number one pick without a jump shot. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Missing jump shots and missing threes make you drive to the basket. Missing free throws make you not want the ball. Ben Simmons has got to be all about making free throws. If Ben Simmons shot 75 plus, 80% from the free throw line, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't yeah. be here. No, we wouldn't. Because he'll find it because he can still be able to score. He can still be effective. He can post little smaller guys up. He can do different things. Mm-hmm. So I agree with Seth um, from that standpoint. But I do think that his his 
lack of confidence at the free throw line affects his whole game. And until until that's addressed, it's going to continue to do it. I've been there, so I know for a fact. I'm not speaking on opinion on this. I'm speaking on fact on this part. Did, did you agree with uh, Seth? Uh, there? I, you, you know me. I've always said about Ben. I always thought the three-point stuff was nonsense. I, I don't think he ever needed a three-point shot. I don't think he ever needed to play, try it. I don't think he ever needed that. I, I always said, give me like a five to ten foot little like running, like a five a little running five hook, a five foot hook shot, and give me like 70, 70, 70 to seventy three percent from the free throw line. If he get if he, if he even just gave you seventy to seventy five, he would have been averaging like eighteen a game, easy, easy. I mean, it, it's I see what Seth's saying and and. Yeah, I think what he's saying is factual with that team it is. Like, yeah, you can just push and rebound and defend when you have Durant, Seth, Kyrie, T.J. Warren, uh, uh, Harris coming back from injury. Yeah, those are all guys that can put the the ball in the bucket. Yeah, I I, I get – I think he can – for that team, it's probably not needed as much. He can be the great one. I think the one one thing about being – as far as and this is the one thing I may slightly disagree with Seth on is the fact that Ben has never really been a willing shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um is he's never been a guy that took the shots to miss. Um you know, so, so that part of it is that's where it's different because you can have a guy that misses shots, but he takes them. So he he doesn't even take them or put himself in position to take them. Mm-hmm. So the willingness to, to take shots kind of tells me he was aware of his situation and, and, yeah. and kind of tells me he was aware of his situation and mentally it was there for mm-hmm. him to avoid it. Um, the playoffs, like anything else, it shows up. And when it showed up, um, it just, snowballed that Mr. Free throws just snowballed. And then when they, you know, the, the old hack-a-shack, when they started doing that and that affected them, I think that it affected him not making something new, that, but bringing something that was already there and, and made it and escalated it. Mm-hmm. So I stand by, it's the free throws that he needs to correct and then be a willing shooter, maybe not a three-point shooter, but a willing guy, if teams are playing off of you and it's a big at the rim that you're willing to go in and take a short pull-up. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the willingness to do it. Yeah, It was almost layup or nothing. Which is his first summer league game. Like He, he, he was tearing up from the, the, the mid-range. He, he, that was probably his best game as a pro. <clears throat> was his uh, summer league game, his first ever one against the Lakers, which was, uh, was a fun game to watch. So, so then, then you, it's been confirmed you know, that it's – Probably more above his shoulders. Yeah, just lacking confidence. Yeah, it's funny if you look at his first playoff year. He he had sixteen, nine, and eight, and he shot twelve and a half times a game, and he averaged seventy, almost seventy-one percent from free throws that year. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, twelve shots a game, averaging that. I mean, it's then he went down to thirteen, then eleven, and, and like. His, his field goal percentage stayed the same, but his free throws went from 57 to 34. So it's like, man, like that's because, because the first year people weren't 
weren't really the magnifying glass on it yet. Yeah, well, they weren't really doing that. And then when they started doing that, um, and then the last year when Atlanta, you know, and I don't even think Atlanta did it. Was it who did we play first? Day? Was it the Wizards? The Wizards are doing it. The yeah. Wizards did it. Yeah. And they were like, they don't even have a chance to win, but they like, man, mm-hmm. let's go. So they kind of like, you know, Atlanta was like, oh, okay, thank you, Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. And you go down and you lose, and then you have those big leagues, and then you lose the games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the, how you lose it, and then so, and then you have the one play like that everybody replays where he has the layup or dunk and he passes it um, to Thibault, who, who, Missed who I believe missed a free throw, missed one of those free throws. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> I think from that point on, it was just like this tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. He didn't want to be in that situation and um, tough city to be in in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because that game five for um, in Washington that MB did not play in, he killed it, man. He, he had triple double. He slaughtered them that game. It was like, all right, you're you're back on track again. You're all right. And Atlanta kind of were just reverted back again. Yeah, it's it's. it's I mean, we, we we know the story now. It's all unfortunate, but um, yeah. Again, I, I totally agree with you. First free throws, man. Yeah, go back to that Atlanta year. Give them 75 percent. That's another championship right there. That's four championships we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cool. know about that, but we we probably would have beat the Hawks, but you know, I don't know yeah. from that yeah. point on. Yeah. yeah, I doubt Milwaukee, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> but all right, fellas, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe the 76ers podcast presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we continue to delve in to see what happens next with this uh, investigation. But well, we'll see you guys and update you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.